Greetings. Welcome to episode 51 of Dr. Will's Software Project Leadership Podcast. This is habit number three, put first things first. You might be wondering, er, where else would you put first things? I guess you'd be surprised where people put them. Uh, my mom always said, a place for everything and everything in its place. She'd want first things right, you know, there, first. But seriously, the third of Kobe's private victory habits is all about priorities and executing against those priorities. For Kobe, the habits number one of be proactive and number two begin with the end in mind. Define your personal or our projects first or ideal creation. Put first things first begins the second creation, making that first creation real. Kobe quotes an essay called The Common Denominator of Success, which he attributes to an E.M. Gray, but what appears to be from my research to have been taken from a speech by an Albert E. N. Gray. And in it, he says, and I quote, this successful person has the habit of doing the things that failures don't like to do. And Covey follows that up with the paraphrase, they don't like doing them either necessarily, but their disliking is subordinated to the strength of their purpose. There's a lot to unpack there, but I think we can see how this directly applies to project teams and their leadership and management. Let's say that successful projects succeed at doing those necessary but unpleasant things that failing projects fail at. Getting things done, including those unpleasant necessities, requires spending time on them. So Covey delves into time management as a focus of this habit. I recall that one of the very first industrial training courses I ever received was on time management. Yes, even that early in recorded history, we were worried about how much of the sundial a task would eat up. Anyway, Covey asserts that the essence of effective time management is to organize and execute around priorities. Time management has gone through three stages or waves, according to Covey, each of which building on the preceding stages or waves. Now, early industrial engineering dealt largely with time and motion studies. Not surprising when an accounting department consisted of desks representing different ledger accounts with paper transactions passing between them for recording. I guess that was wave zero. Moving into the modern era, the first wave focuses on notes and checklists. The second wave was adding calendars and appointment books, dragging notes and checklists along with it. And then the third wave was adding prioritization, clarifying values, and comparing relative worth of activities relative to those values. Goal setting, long, medium, and short, and daily planning. Covey puts us here, like you are here, as of the time when he wrote the book, but that was 30 years ago. The fourth wave, what he was advocating people should spend their time on, was not focused specifically on time and things. Rather, they focused on preserving and enhancing relationships and accomplishing results. Note that because we are concerned with performing according to a plan and schedule and a budget in our projects, Any fourth wave time management process better drag the third wave and all of its baggage along with it somehow. Are we in a fifth wave? I mean, I ask myself this question. Does does Agile now constitute a new time management approach with its emphasis on sprints and rapid feedback? It's a question open for debate. So Covey's core focus is on the fourth wave of time management. He introduces a matrix of four quadrants. The top row is labeled important and the bottom row is not important. The left column of the matrix is urgent and the right side is not urgent. Now, what's important deals with results and what's urgent 
as something that requires immediate attention. Covey recommends that most of the time be spent in the upper right quadrant, which he calls quadrant number two. He says that will keep focus on production capacity, PC, rather than on production, P. You may recall earlier we talked about production and production capacity, the balance between P and PC as being important. Anyway, he argues that that focus on production capacity is a better time for management to spend their time and attention. True, that's okay, but project teams needs to spend their time both in production capacity and production because they better be producing some software. If this seems familiar to you, it's probably because you're recalling the Eisenhower matrix, which is laid out exactly the same way. And I don't notice that Covey quotes the Eisenhower, General Dwight Eisenhower, and his matrix uh, in his book. But Eisenhower's view is that a person is confronted by a blend of all four of these quadrants every day and recommended what to do with each of them. So in the upper right, which is quadrant two in Covey's model, the important, not urgent, that's things that need to be scheduled. So this is why management would be caring about that. Tasks with unclear deadlines that contribute to long-term success. In the upper left are the important and urgent things. And these are things you must do. And these are tasks that have deadlines and or consequences. And when you think about what a software technology project is doing, they are doing things that have deadlines and consequences if you don't meet them. They're also worried about handling things that need to be scheduled over a long term. So we're staying up in the upper tier, but we're moving between urgent and not urgent. Anyway, on the lower left is the not important urgent things. And Eisenhower says to delegate those. That's why you, everybody who's a project leader should have a VA, where you can delegate the tasks that must get done, but don't require your specific skill set. And finally, on the lower right, these are not important, non-urgent things. <laughs> Delete them. These are distractions, unnecessary tasks. The biggest challenge confronting development teams, especially when they are lean, that is, they have no slack, is that the upper left, the important urgent things, can dominate the upper right, the things that are important but not urgent. And that means that the team is always putting out fires and never making progress on important long-term results. A good example of this is in a lean startup where you've deployed your MVP SaaS product and it's so busy fixing bugs and answering questions that there's no time for developing the next version. So applying put first things first to technology projects is pretty straightforward. Just remember that the successful projects will do those things that failing projects don't and will spend their time on important tasks balancing between those that are urgent and those that are not. This channel is dedicated to helping software projects succeed, not just in the short term, but in the long. And I should say that we'll provide a link to the full transcript of the speech on the common denominator of success in the, uh, in the show notes. That's it for me for you for now. You have a great day and a great week ahead. You all be careful out there. I'll be seeing you. Bye.